The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Guardi arrested six people today. As part of what's been described as an international investigation into a website which enabled fraudsters to make phone calls from trusted numbers to commit cybercrimes, so-called phishing attacks. Uh, we'll be talking to one of the victims in a moment, but let's start with Stephen Breen, crime editor with the Irish Sun. Uh, what is being alleged in this particular case? Well, this is uh, an investigation, Matt, undertaken by the Garda National Economic Crime Bureau and their colleagues in the Garda National Cybercrime Bureau as well. And it's part of Operation Elaborate. And it was started by Europol after a complaint was, first of all, made by the uh, Metropolitan Police in the UK. And they had intelligence in the UK that there was an individual who was based in the UK, was using a website called um, iSpoof.cc, and that website enabled fraudsters um, around the world uh, to send texts and make calls from numbers that appeared to be genuine, and they included numbers such as like from the Gardaí, from the banks, and from the HSC. And so when people and the peop- the victims that they had targeted clicked onto a link or to or answered the calls, they were able to the fraudsters were able to access people's login details for bank. And and since then, since this investigation has been going on, it's 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 been operating for a number of months now. That this criminal enterprise, people have lost millions here. Sarah McGuinness works with us here on The Last Word in Today FM and you were yourself a victim of this. Tell us what happened to you, please. Um, so this was a while ago. It was in January of 2021 and essentially I received a text from a number um, that my phone registered as a permanent TSB number in name and by other messages. I had messages that were authentic from the bank before um, basically saying that someone was trying to make a large transaction out of my account and I needed to follow the link to shut it down if it wasn't me. Um, so I followed the link. Quite stupid, quite naive, but I did trust because the fact that... Well, it came from yeah. a trusted number and I've had these as well from mm. another bank and think, hang on, that looks legit and then realise better not touch that. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, like, I I was 20 at the time, so I kind of thought, oh, I, I'm not too sure. Anyway, I followed the link it, it was quite a sophisticated system. They had a whole website designed to look like the permanent TSB website. Now, I should have copped on that I shouldn't be giving out my six-digit code. I, that should have been a red flag to me. But anyway, I it, it was all so sophisticated. Um, they even, they rang me as well, posing as um, an agent from the bank um, to just inquire about what was going on. They already had all my card details, so they must have, found me through a website that I had ordered off um, and were able to tell me what was on my card. Um, but I... Even, sorry, was it an Irish voice or was it a foreign voice? No, it was... Uh, he he sounded like he was from the UK somewhere. Um, but I, I just... I didn't really question it, to be honest. I even... I rang... I hung up the number at first and then I rang back from my dad's phone and they had this whole automated system for assistance, press one, fully posing as the bank. It was very sophisticated. Um, and anyway, they, quite elaborate. He was just throwing a lot of information at me. I, If you want to stop them, basically clearing out your account, here's what you have to do. Now, at the time, I had a lot of money for a 20-year-old, I guess. Like, I was working part-time in a McDonald's through college. I was in a very fortunate position that I was still living at home. But um, I had about three grand between what I had in my current account and what I'd saved throughout the pandemic. 
Um, so they took two grand and they managed to get that, which wasn't great. And then it wasn't great. I'd imagine you must have felt sick when you realised. Yeah, what and the worst part was like I've just felt so stupid because I had trusted that it had come. Like if I get a text from another bank that I clearly amped with that says, oh, there's a problem with your account. I'm kind of like, who would fall for that? But I guess the fact that it did come through on a text line that I had trusted before is really kind of what made me trust in what was happening, I guess. Um, but yeah, they got they got two grand. And so what did you do then? So I rang, um, as soon as I, there was some convoluted system, they needed me to send them a code um, I was just so panicked at the thought that someone was in my account. I didn't even think that I was speaking to the person in my account. They'd gotten in, they had managed to transfer all my savings into one place so they could just very easily clear clear it out. And um, they, yeah, so as soon as I'd passed on the code that they needed to withdraw that like large sum, uh, the line went dead. So then I kind of knew, oh no, probably not great. Um, so, yeah, I rang I rang the bank's uh, actual fraud line and um, it, it, bearing in mind it was about nine o'clock at night now, like it was, um, nobody was really picking up for a while. It took a while to get through. The poor guy on the other end of the line didn't really know what to tell me. Um, he managed to stop the second transaction. So, I wasn't completely cleared out. I still had some money, but like it was like all my all my savings. Um, and then, do you, are you allowed it back by the bank, or what happens? So that was that was the next part of it. So I had to report it to the guards, um, even though they couldn't do anything about it. The bank's own investigative team had to look into it, but they were inundated at the time. They told me that they wouldn't get around to my case for months because they were just so flat out. And I can't even imagine what it would be like now because all the headlines are saying fraud is on the rise. So I I was waiting probably about two months before they even got to my case. And that was me ringing them most days asking what for an update. And um, they didn't have any. Like it, they were, sorry, were they inclined to say, well, this is your own responsibility. It's not our fault. If you've lost the money, it's because of your own silliness. I was expecting them to say that because I did give my six digit code and sure, it was around the time the ads on TV and where where have you started popping up saying we're never going to text you asking for that information or we're never going to ring you asking for that information. So, I mean, the information was starting to come out there that this was something you needed to be aware of. And I suppose I did kind of think like, this is my own fault. I should have had more cop on. Um, but yeah, no. So I was surprised when they rang me back. I suppose it, in my life, two grand was most of my money. But to them, it was probably a small amount that they just kind of wanted to keep me happy. That's what everyone... So you got it back. I got it back. Thankfully, after about three months, I got it back. They just rang me to say that they were going to reimburse me. I suppose it was easier, to be honest. They seemed so busy that they probably didn't want me hounding them anymore. But the day I went into the Garda station to report it, um, an elderly man had come in a couple of minutes later and the same thing had happened to him, but he lost 150 grand. So I imagine that's a hell of a lot more complex to get back. Stephen Breen, crime editor with the Irish Sun. The story Sarah has told us is not untypical, is it? No, it's not. It's shocking, Matt. I've been writing about this issue uh, for numerous near years now. And what you do have are very sophisticated, organised criminal gangs who are engaged in various forms of cybercrime. And this can affect people from all walks of life. And you know, as part of this uh, investigation, Gardy have established that uh, the, the fraudsters were even uh, had their own scripts in terms of the way they approached uh, uh, people when they made these representations on the phone. They had all the security features uh, of each individual bank 
as well. So it, it is very concerning for people out there, and, and it is ongoing. But on this occasion, you have you know uh, seventeen searches taking place. Guardy have identified seventeen suspects. Six arrests have been made. One hundred and thirty-two electronic devices are also being examined. But there's no question that people have lost millions in Ireland. But I suppose, Stephen, what people are baffled by is how, if you have uh, messages coming, legitimate messages from your bank, be it AIB, Bank of Ireland, permanent mm-hmm. TSB, how it is that these gangs are somehow able to access yeah. that same AIB, Bank of Ireland, permanent TSB number and send you a message which has a link on it. And then, although we're always told by the banks and by Unpost, don't click onto links. If it comes from what we have believed previously to be a legitimate number, isn't there? Isn't it logical that people will do so? It is, and that's the unfortunate nature of this uh, type of fraud where you do have, uh, on this occasion, you do have the criminals who were using this website, and this website was able to give the criminals software and enable them to make calls that appeared to be genuine phone numbers. Uh, the criminals were paying between 55 and $200 each time they used uh, this type of uh, website, but you know the criminals could send out thousands of messages and even if they get one or two people to click on those, once they get access to people's accounts then that that's all they need and you know they're very well organized and well versed in engaging in this type of behavior and what i think the message is for people if they do receive messages you know pretending or looking as if it is legitimate uh, bank or financial institution not to click on the link or never send forward your personal details another listener taron cork says i had seven thousand taken from my account in may this year no text or link it was a straightforward phone call that happens that's- as well yeah, that happens as well. In relation to this investigation, you do have the criminals who were ringing people up uh, as well, seemingly very plausible. On some occasions, you have the criminals pretending that they're from the fraud uh, part of the uh, banking system where uh, suspicious transactions are taking place on people's accounts. So, And that's why when they engage with uh, individuals, that they try to build up trust there and that they have um, voiced their concerns about these transactions and people just want to secure their accounts. And to do that, they have to give over their personal details and that's when the criminals uh, move in then. Okay, have the, the Guardi, other than this, uh, the arrests today, have there been previous arrests and convictions for this type of crime? Previous convictions uh, for various types of uh, fraud, Matt, uh, over uh, recent times where you have people have been convicted for phishing. There's an, also an operation called Operation Skeen in which people were involved in organised criminal gangs were involved in invoice redirect fraud. People have been brought uh, before the courts in this. So I think the guards are hopeful that in this investigation they are hopeful of making more arrests and bringing people before the courts. Okay, thank you very much, Stephen Breen, crime editor with the Irish Sun, and Sarah McGuinness from our own production team here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30. Today FM.